In his guided talks, Robert talks to Nigel T. Packer. Nigel is a digital customer experience consultant and trainer. He is also an author and digital business speaker. For over 25 years, he has used his extensive knowledge and broad range of experiences to engage, educate and entertain business audiences across the UK and Europe. Today, Nigel will be talking using small data and humans to give great customer experience. People are important to your business. Your employees make the business happen. But without customers who buy your products and services, you will not have a business for long. This guide talks will challenge your perceptions of your digital customers, helping you understand the digital journey and get ahead of your competitors through better customer experience. Hello and welcome to Guider Talks and today I am delighted to have on the show as a guest Mr Nigel T Packer who runs Pilates. I think Pilates is the right way of saying it. Hello and welcome Nigel. Hello Robert and uh, thank you for uh, inviting me along today. It's an absolute pleasure. So your, your, your title for today is, and this is going to be like the challenge thing, like using small data, got that, and humans, ooh we've got very pointy heads. Uh, to give great customer experience. I mean, just that's the title, using small data and humans to give the great customer experience. But before we go yeah. into that, just give us a bit of background, a bit of, a bit of understanding of who you are and what you do, Nigel. Well, uh, oddly enough, I, I was writing a, a small bio for um, uh, Big Ideas Wales, which is a, a programme of taking entrepreneurs and business people into schools to talk to children about um, about entrepreneurship as a career path and one of the things I, I the first thing I put in there I started my first business at 12 and within two days I realized if you do not help the customer to make the decision if you do not help the customer then you don't sell anything and I was selling fish on the beach in a little uh, village that I grew up in uh, on the coast of South Gower um, and it's it stayed with me all my life because it's it's it, it seems that everyone as technology develops everyone's jumping on the technology and forgetting about the human and whilst the internet has enabled us to get out to more people as business owners to get out to more customers and to get to more people it's also isolated us as well because we don't have that opportunity to, uh, to have those conversations that we used to have in, in, in the shop when somebody would come in with a problem and you'd see it and then you find a solution for them. Whereas on the internet, you don't. It's anonymous, it's, it's impersonal and it's also uh, self-service. And how do you turn back the clock, as, as it were? Do you want to? But how do you turn back the clock to get that interaction with a customer to understand what they're looking for? And I think a lot of smaller companies and medium-sized companies find it difficult um, to navigate through all the information that's out there and they've forgotten the one important thing. People buy from people. Yeah. I, mean, I, th I think that my, my customer is King Book, which originally written in, dare I say, 2001. I think yeah. when, the, when we release the next edition of it, it should be the customer is angry. So I actually think the yeah. customer is, it's not just that they're angry because they can't, you can't, this is going to be two grumpy old men. You can't <laughs> get you can't get what you want. So yesterday we were trying to book some some meeting rooms. You know how hard can that be? Go to the website, yeah. Look up, take the phone number, phone them up, ask them what they've got. You know that 
that is such an old school thing to do that it doesn't exist anymore. Most websites don't even have phone numbers on it because it's yeah. because of the self-serve thing. They think mm. that it's making it efficient for them, but it's really hacking you off. And, and yeah. three or four people will not get my custom because they made it too hard for mm -hmm. me to actually buy from them, which is which is just bonkers. I mean, how did we get how did we get to a state where the customer is so clearly not king. How did we exactly? And if, I, th I think it's because everyone saw the internet as a way of speeding things up, of getting more customers. Uh, we can automate everything, and they've forgotten that the customer base. Because one of the fundamental things is they haven't sat down and, and read through and worked out exactly who their customers are. And they, they're missing out. And I, it, it's funny, I, give a talk, I gave a talk to the Chartered Institute of Marketing in uh, Bristol back in 2001. And normally about 18 people would turn up to it. Um, and I offered to give a talk on internet marketing. And I got a phone call from the organiser about, uh, about a week or two weeks before and said, oh, we, we've moved the venue. And I said, oh, where's it now? And they said, oh, it's, it's now in the Wesleyan Centre rather than the small golf club that they used to hold it in. And I said, oh, um, any particular reason for this? Oh, we've had a bit more interest than normal. I said, oh, how many people are coming? They said, oh, we've got 150 registered so far. And I'm thinking, oh, God. And it really frightened me because I knew that the people who were going were chartered marketeers, fellows of the Chartered Institute of Marketing. Um, and, and they were all these people. And... I had this crisis moment just before I, I started my presentation and I, I sort of realised that, that after, after I'd been speaking for a few minutes, they, they were all writing. And I'm thinking, they don't know this. I said, this is madness. And then it suddenly occurred to me, they think we've got to do everything new. And everything I was saying, because I thought I was teaching them to suck eggs, everything I was saying was all based on all the marketing knowledge that had been accumulated over a hundred years of marketing. Nothing had changed. All the all the rules stayed the same. It's just we had a new tool, the internet. And I think what's happened is there's, there's a laziness come into the marketing arena because people are not stopped thinking about the customer and they're focusing on the technology and automation to do all the work for them. Take, for instance, even the um, automated response um, um, phone calls you have today. The voice sounds like a human being, but actually it's a machine. It's a piece of software that's doing it for, for, for the company because it saves them employing someone to actually speak to the customer. And this is crazy. And you can fool them so easily just by saying why all the time. When they ask you a question, or uh, could you explain that? Why? And they can't compute because the, 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 all they're doing is looking for key phrases which aren't necessarily connected to what the question you want to ask is. Um, uh, or they just use some fill in these fields on a, on a thing and book your room, like you were trying to say. But you want a specific type of room. You want specific facilities there. You want, And it doesn't say everything in, the, inter, in, in the, the website. And I've always said that if you have to put an FAQs page up, the website's failed. Because it should be explained in the website what people need, and if you've got an FAQs page, then then um, it's wrong. And and oddly enough, I was discussing this uh, with my colleague earlier. Um, I sent in a question to Microsoft in 2006. I'm still waiting for a response. 
Okay, they've upgraded seven times since then, <laughs> but but it's 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 it, it's it's like if no one's going to respond, then what is the worth of having this automated system in there? You know, you want to speak to a human being, and and I think so many more people out there do. When I'm don't speaking think, to, think, I'm going to interrupt because don't you think yeah? that, don't you think that uh, from their point of view, it's it's, it's pay yeah you know, decide your goals and pay the price. So um, if you're able to, you know, I, I work with, a, with a, a bank and the bank had, I think, 2 million customers. So on any given day, their helpline, their call center is going to get anything between, you know, 1,000 and 100,000 calls. And they don't know no. what that, what that number is going to be. So they've got a massive logistic problem. And then on top of that, anything they can do to make the, to add an extra call into each hour that the telephonist does is is a massive saving. So anything they mm. can do from their point of view to slow it all down so that the telephonist can get your details up and be ready mm. is to their advantage. Now, I think it's an absolute disgrace. I was at this mm. conference and they're all saying how awesome they are that they've made all these savings. But their argument would be that, you know, across across their business, it, it, it is efficient and more profitable. And my argument would be, but the customers don't love it. The, 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 the no. power has moved back to the supplier. You know, we, yeah. we, we thought customer is king, but that's absolutely nonsense. You know, unless you go into a local shop where mm. they know who you are and, oh, you, you like it, you like, you like your lamb, cut this way, blah, 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 we'll, we'll bring mm. it to you. But the majority of the time is about efficiency. Uh, at the at the price of the customer experience. Yeah, I, I think we can relate this to the same as the supply chain itself, and we've seen that um, pre-pandemic uh, the efficiency of the just-in-time system on this global conveyor belt of products moving from one part of the world to the other was wonderful. You could order today and receive it tomorrow, even if it was flown in from the south of France or from America or even from China. But we've had a couple of um, issues with people being able to load stuff because the humans weren't there to do it because of lockdowns and various other things and then suddenly you had a boat stuck in the Suez Canal and it's created such a knock-on effect it's destroyed the whole of the international just-in-time system and I think what people have to start respecting is that things take time and this ever-increasing speed of trying to deal with everything is isolating the customer from the uh, from the from the producer from the seller. It's um, it's reducing their ability to have that conversation that we would have, and everything's speeded up to such a point that uh, do you want to live in this hectic, frenetic world where um, uh, everything is happening at such a pace that? Companies can't keep up with it. Suppliers can't keep up with it. Delivery organizations can't keep up with it. And the customer is just thinking, okay, it's nice and convenient, but yeah, I could wait another two days. I could wait another four days. And if you're told in advance um, that, that it's going to take three days to arrive or five days to arrive, then you tend to say, okay, that's fine. There's no problem because I'm, I want that particular product or from that particular company. I think companies are trying to be very efficient and yes that's great from the company's perspective and the shareholders and all the people working within the company but it 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 as you said it's 
it's changed the dynamic between the, the customer and the company, but the company's forgetting the long-term objectives of their business, and that's sustainability. And I'm not talking about eco stuff here. I'm talking about the sustainability of the business that's here in 100 years' time, as well as being here now. Um, and long-term effects, and you can see this with some of the um, some of the things that some companies, especially the large companies, have done, where they're, they're moving away from talking about their product and moving more towards uh, cultural trends and, 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 and issues that are going on in the general public and in politics. And as a result of that, they're losing massive amounts of companies, uh, a massive amount of customers, because of this um, distraction okay, from talking about the product, talking about how it enhances your life and all the other things that, that marketing does, uh, and talking about, ah, you've got to do this because otherwise you won't be right. And it, it's, I, I'm, I'm being very careful here because, uh, you know, I don't want to say something that's going to offend anyone because everyone's in that position these days. This is a bite-sized version of the hour-long video. To watch the rest, visit guidedmemberhub.com.